0: what's up healthy family community manager jordan here with another episode of coffee chat where i sit down with my co-host head coach lisa and talk about all the things that will help you in your health and wellness journey What's up, healthy family? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee Chat with my co-host, Head Coach Lisa. Today is the second part of our two-part edition, talking about how to quit those late night snacks or better yet, how to stop going over your daily bites or your daily calories with snacking all the time. Um, We went through, if you didn't know, first episode was about tips one through three and we are getting ready to go into the last final four tips with my co-host head coach lisa and this episode is going to be a great one and we hope that you find it um very insightful and looking at this, that snacking is not always the enemy, it's just how we go about doing it. So Lisa, how are you today? Good,
1: good, good. You?
0: Good. I am so glad to be back with you this week. We had a great podcast recording last week on the first three. So I'm super excited to hear your intake of your last four This topic that we've been talking about for the last two weeks now is definitely something that we see in the community a whole lot that people just, you know, they don't understand why they can't stay in their daily bites or they use all their weeklies and they're still hungry or they're, you know, they eat dinner, but then three hours later before bed, they're wanting a snack. So I'm hoping that episode one that we did last week was very insightful for people. And without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the topic of number four, which is make sure you have healthy snacks on hand.
1: So for me, this is pretty key for what I recommend for most people. Whatever you have out and easily available, whatever you have on eye level, is gonna be the first thing that your brain wants you to reach for. So I'm not saying at all that you can't have chips and cookies and things for the kids in the house. But if you struggle to stay out of those things, put them inside a opaque container, a Tupperware container or something, and put them out of eye level. So have those things require effort to get into. If you have a bag of chips inside of a Ziploc bag on the top shelf of your pantry, versus a bag of chips open on the counter, you can very easily drive by snack on an open bag. But if you have to actually, especially if you're short like I am, if you have to actually climb up to a taller shelf and then get something down and get it out of a container and open the Ziploc bag in order to eat those chips or cookies, then it gives you a little bit of a pause to think, do I really want that? Where on the opposite side, if you have things that you've already counted, you already know or on your plan, you know how many bites they are, and you have those on eye level, out on the counter, or in the middle section of the refrigerator where they're easier to get to, then sometimes you are more inclined to reach for that than to go through the trouble of getting into the snacks that you maybe don't really want to.
0: No, definitely. Because I find a lot of times, especially in our pantry, you know, you open it up, and right now I can tell you opening it up. There is cereal. There is uh, potato chips. There is chips for chips and salsa. There's bread. All these are in the center of the pantry. We have a big wall pantry type thing like three, three cabinet high pantry. and. Yeah, instead of using the scenario of hide the snacks from the kids, so put it on the top shelf, it's kind of like hide the snacks that we don't want to eat 24 7 up on the top shelf to keep out of reach from us.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's, and like I said last week, these are tips that some are going to work for some people and some are going to work for others so if you know that your problem is that if it is out and open your hand is going to be magnetically drawn to it and the next thing you know you're touching the bottom of the bag and you're like where did all that go and you have difficulty with either drive-by snacking because it's out there finishing up you know, your kid's plate, or you have mindless eating where you just basically sit down thinking, okay, I'm only going to really eat one serving. You know, we were talking about Cheetos last week. If you're you thinking, I'm only going to eat one serving, but you're watching TV or you're listening to something or, you, you know, you're surfing. And then the next thing you know, your hand is scraping the bottom of the bag and you're down to crumbs and you're like, where did they all go? So identifying where you have a problem will help you identify which of these techniques can be the most beneficial. So putting stuff on a top shelf may not help everybody, but it's definitely something that we've had people say, okay, just that on its own. So I'm not looking at it all the time, made all the difference. I went from snacking every day, a couple of times a day to only having planned snacks because then I knew, okay, I'm going to... Sit down and have chips, and like the action of having to go through, get them off of a different place and you have more layers to get through, just kind of slows down that fever pitch that we get when sometimes it's just an impulse eating.
0: No, definitely. And also, like you said, with number four, like having healthy snacks on hand, you know, there's nothing wrong with regular Oreos. There's nothing wrong with regular Doritos. But my thing is, is like, maybe you save those for those special occasions, put them up top on the shelf or put them away it's not like the first center point will help you because then you can, you know, I know a lot of people that get like the Oreo thins, you know, they're like half the calories, half the bites of regular Oreos, that that might be, or getting the hundred calorie packs of the Oreos, that might be a better option to have on eye level around you all the time in case you do get snacky, something like that, but every now and then like open up the bag of Oreos and have two the survey and count it and move on. But definitely make sure you have healthy snacks on hand if you are a snacker, like you said, Lisa, you know, get other things that are healthier for you to snack on. If you're one of those people that you go to the fridge all the time to snack, maybe do like I've said before, like the dip tray or the Veggies or whatever, and same thing like we had talked about last uh, last week about having the having the snacks in a bag in a basket that you know, hey, if I eat this whole basket, it is six bites, and no matter what, I can even if I go over, I'll be good with my weeklies.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and also the thing about healthy snacks is, I know a lot of people are like, well, what does that leave me with? It's fruit and vegetables. I don't want fruit and vegetables, and sometimes it is that you don't want fruit and vegetables, but sometimes it's also that. At that certain point in the day, you can't be bothered to prep them. You don't want to cut an apple up, and some people can't eat an apple whole. You don't want to take the top off of strawberries. You don't want, you know, like you've got melon in the fridge, but it hasn't been cut up. So if you take some time to prep the things that aren't going to have a problem, like obviously you don't want to cut a whole bunch of apple up ahead of time. But if you cap your strawberries, if you cut your melon, if you have things that are, that you can reach for if you were going to have a drive by moment you know if you can reach for strawberries and you're standing there with the fridge door open and you feel like you really just have to munch on something or blackberries raspberries blueberries that don't require any prep they're lower in carbs and lower in calories than some of your higher sugar items if you have those ready it really does make a difference so it's not just about like you said there's nothing saying that you can't have two oreos a day you point out. You already account for them. You know you're going to have them. You don't have to stress about them. That's not going to make you full, (laughs) where if you ate two apples, it probably would. But if we're not saying don't have popcorn, don't have chips, don't have cookies. We're just saying make sure that you've accounted for it. You know what you're going to do. You're not eating them mindlessly and set yourself up to be successful by having more filling meals and not spending as many bites on snacks in your entire day than you do on your actual meals. Because that's one of the other things that I see is sometimes when we start breaking things down, we find that between shakes and snacks versus meals, sometimes people are eating two thirds of their calories on shakes and snacks, and they're only really getting dense nutrition out of one meal a day. So sometimes you have to look at that as well,
0: the proportion balance of of what you're eating. Most definitely. And I think this is a perfect time to roll into tip number five, which is, like you said, maybe not snacking throughout the day is what you are having trouble with. Maybe it's just the nighttime snacking. You are great for breakfast great for lunch, great for dinner, but man, it's 8 o'clock at night. You just put the kids away and you're just wanting to snack. This number five is set a kitchen close time. Set a time that you know I am not eating past this time.
1: Yep. It's essentially intermittent fasting, like super simplified. So basically you decide and it's completely up to you when It's completely up to you You know how many hours before bed. You don't have to necessarily do something like 16-8 or 5-2 or any of the traditional intermittent fastings, but you just say, I'm not going to eat anything after 8.30. And then it's up to you to stick to it. But there are a lot of people that find that super simplistic version really helpful. Now, it doesn't stop other people eating in front of you after that time. So that was something we talked about before. And this is one of the more willpower needing techniques. But definitely, if you find that evening snacking is more the problem, then if you can commit yourself to not eating after a certain time, it can be very, very helpful.
0: No, most definitely, because it, we're not saying do intermittent fasting. We're just saying sometimes to stop those late night cravings or just snacking right before bed, It is. it would be good for you to be like, you know what? I am good to go. Um, I'm not doing nothing else. Kitchen is closed. And we see a lot of times people actually post on Instagram like, here's my tracker. Kitchen is closed. But Lisa, what do we do if... This is actually number six on your list, which surprisingly, this is something that I did a very long time throughout my weight loss journey was gum. Between water and gum... You know, it is finding that we just... Six and seven kind of go in. We'll just do this. Six and seven go in a hand. Number six you have is heart candies and gum are your, your friends. And seven busy hand hobbies. Like these all... This all goes together because sometimes I find I just need to put a piece of gum in my mouth, get that flavor going and push on through my day and my craving is gone. And then nine out of 10 times, I find that if I just stay busy with work, I'm not wanting to get up from my desk and go raid the snack cabinet. Right
1: now there are, so gum is one option. And then we've had people that are like, Oh, I can't chew gum. (laughs) But for a long time, when I was doing Weight Watchers before they had their roll of like Weight Watchers hard candies. And I think the entire role was two points on what we would have as Conquer Cravings. And so if you only had, and I, I think it maybe had 12 in there. So if you only had... Two, they were zero, something like that. And then peppermints and cinnamon candies are, they react, peppermint oil and cinnamon oil actually react differently than other candies. And so those can help not only settle your stomach, but also they tend to not trigger as much of an I want more sugar response. If you find the ones that actually have the oil in it, that they're not just like confectionery here, have this little sweet, but I used to keep butterscotch discs in my car. Same thing. If I found that I was out in town and I thought I was gonna be tempted to stop and get a McDonald's ice cream cone, because at the time they were like 69 cents.
0: <laughs> oh, oh how times have changed. Oh <laughs>
1: <yeah>. <laughs> so my and and I was like sixty-nine cents, I'll stop and get an ice cream. But if I kept butterscotch in the car and I really didn't want I and I had a McDonald's ice cream cone once if and at the time I lived in town. So now I probably, well, I certainly wouldn't drive 35 minutes just to go get (laughs) a cone, but um, if I was around it all the time, I was passing it all the time. And so it was much easier to stop. And if I really didn't have a craving specific for that, if my brain was just like, "Mm, that would be nice. We want something sweet. Then a couple of butterscotch Discs and I was good to go. Now, peppermint and cinnamon have that more spicy part, which works a little bit different. Altoids I used for a while because they were the, like the really strong peppermint ones. So, figuring out something that you can have that's going to be low or zero points at the portion that you're having. And, uh, you know, you guys know I can't do the sugar free, but there's been a tremendous extension of things that are sugar-free that would be zero points for you. And there's a a range, you know, you were talking about the little hundred calorie packs. I don't know how many calories they are, but what is the the little bears? I think they're made, oh, hang on, I got it in my notes, smart sweets. I've never seen them. I've never used them because they're artificially sweetened. But do you know how many calories or how many bites a bag of those smart sweets are?
0: They have to be like one or two because they use the artificial sugar. So they're not very high in calories at all.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that when... Because we were kind of seeing those when Freestyle was around or like the green, blue, purple. And I think people were saying that they were one point per bag. And again, if you can have them or if you can find them, just something like that can save gave you the difference between (laughs) I had, a very very sweet lady. This was sometime last year, and she had gone to Dairy Queen, and she felt very proud of herself that she had only gotten the smallest blizzard that they had. And on her plan, because she was on Better Balance, which dings you for sugars, it was worth thirty six bites for the smallest one. Yeah, and her man. husband had had like a, the next size up, and his was worth like fifty two.
0: Yeah, no. That- That's crazy. Yeah, definitely like you said, hard candies or gum. There's some times where you just want something sweet. And you know, my thing is I found I seen it on TikTok the other day. And oh, I don't know if I'm saying it right, Lisa. Is it Russell Stoke What's the Russell? Servers. Okay, Servers. Yeah. so they have the sugar-free stuff. So yeah. over at Dollar General, they actually have it. It's not called a Snickers. It's just called um, chocolate, some sort of nut, a nugget, a nugget, chocolate and caramel. Mm-hmm. And you literally got two of them for. Oh, I'm trying to see real quick if I. Russell Stover. I have a feeling it's like for
1: some of the Russell Stover chocolate ones, it's like 70 calories for two.
0: Yeah. Chocolate, peanut, caramel, and nugget or nougat, whatever you say. It. Um, mm-hmm. They are it only comes with four in the bag that I found. And it was only $2 and something, which I didn't think was too overly bad, but you get, yes, for two pieces, it is 110 calories And it is only, let me try to see. I'm trying to see. It's very low carb. Like it did because of the. Has 19 total carbs, but it has five dietary fiber. But then it's also flavored with stevia, and yep. so that sugar <laughs> alcohol, It's only like literally not very many um, net carbs. Are, you know, or, net yeah. carbs or anything like that. And what I found also, see, I don't know if you can do stevia. Can you do? Me? Stevia? No, I can't. Okay, I can't. so like for me, I actually find that sometimes I prefer stevia over like Splenda. I'm a big Splenda king, but I do occasionally. I'm okay with stevia. Um, But what I found is that when I got these, like just one, so you take one, that's what, 50-something calories, 55 calories for one. Mm -hmm. It was enough that just was just like, oh my gosh, this was like a mini Snickers, but it wasn't full of all that sugar.
1: And I like that it only comes in a pack of four for people who have portion control and people are like, oh, but there's only four. True. And so, again, it's something that if you... If but you then you have literally, had... you put
0: those together, you have the size of a Snickers for 200 calories. I don't know what. Right. 200 calories and not that much sugar because I'm not sure Snickers nutrition info. Yeah. 500 and... Wait, what does that say? Snickers bar contains 280 calories. So it's almost 100 calories less and you don't have all that sugar that, you know, all that stuff. So, Okay. Anyways, I, <laughs> that is a great, like you said, sugar-free heart candy, anything like that can be your friend to get those cravings off.
1: But... No, wait, wait. Just oh. one little thing on... One last thing on that. You were talking about Dollar General, which I have here, but we also have Dollar Tree. Yes. You know, the green one. Yeah. And now it's Dollar Twenty Five
0: tree. But still, yeah.
1: Michelle, I think you've interviewed Michelle. She is one of our members... Who is on Conquer Cravings, but she for for a long time was putting together some Dollar Tree finds, and they sell some sugar free candy. They sell sugar free gum. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there. If you don't normally shop at Dollar Tree and you happen to pass one and you're like, oh, yeah, they were talking about that. Just go in there and look in the aisle because I was surprised at how much stuff she was able to find, because they have an extremely limited, you know, food. It's like two aisles normally. Um, but both Dollar General and Dollar Tree, some of them actually have frozen you know, coolers in the back. And you can get your frozen berries instead of paying six dollars at Kroger, you can get an albeit slightly smaller bag for a dollar. And so there are like if you Don't shop at Asian supermarkets, Latino supermarkets, Dollar Tree. Definitely go in if you happen to pass one because you'll be surprised what you can find that would be on your plan.
0: Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No, we have a Dollar Tree here and there is a lot of things I'll go in there for. And we are actually fortunate enough that we have the one that has the freezers and the coolers in it. So Mm -hmm. definitely some some nice food. When I moved to Alabama and the city we were in, it had a Dollar Tree, but it didn't have the coolers. And it was like, oh... Because they have like this amazing cheese, like a block of cheese, but it's like a very spicy cheese. I don't know, off topic, but. (laughs) $1.25 Dollar <laughs> twenty five is the way to go. Um, go. But number seven, the last one to talk about t- today, Lisa, is busy hand hobbies. This is definitely something that a lot of members, including myself, and maybe including you, we find ourselves just if we don't have something we're doing with our hands, it's just because we're bored. What can we do to keep these to keep our mind off of it? Busy hand hobbies. So it depends on what you like.
1: For me. I have always been crafty. And when my hands got bad, um, I, I ended up giving up most of the things that required any kind of like fiddly dexterity. So the stuff I was doing on a small scale, um, I had to sort of put aside. But the one thing that I have managed to keep throughout all of this to some degree is my miniature paintings. The easiest way to explain that is if you imagine like board game pieces, you know, so there's like a little dwarf is an inch tall and they come in gray plastic and you you paint them. So that's for me, I had to give it up when I had the tremors in my hands really bad. And I've been able to, through a new paint range that has come out, I've been able to start doing that again since like October of last year, which is thrilling for me. But what I do find, and I, this happened uh, a couple of days ago, I had gotten up and taken my meds. I wasn't particularly hungry. My meds tend to make me nauseous. So unless I stop and consciously think, okay, I need to stop and eat, then I, I don't. <laughs> and I had sat down to do some painting because my hands weren't bothering me. And I try to take advantage of that. So I get in there and I get started painting. And the next thing I know, it's seven o'clock and i still haven't eaten anything and again like intermittent intermittent fasting i'm not saying to you don't eat multiple times during the day but my brain was so focused on doing this thing that I love and like seeing it progress and seeing it come together and having such good feelings associated to it that there was no time for me to be bored. There was no time for me to be fanning my fridge or pacing in the pantry and going, what am I gonna do? What am I? And I think about food all the time, not obsessively, but I'm constantly planning my next recipe and what do I need to take out and what am I gonna cook for Sandy? What am I gonna do for my Kitchen Adventure Series? So my brain focuses on food all day. And by having a hobby that you are really engrossed in, not something that just kind of takes your mind off things for an hour, but something that you can really get invested in. I just found that I automatically think about food less. And when I was doing, when you're doing hand crafts, like sewing or stitching or scrapbooking or anything like that uh you know you don't want chip dust or cookie crumbs getting into this project that you're working on so you're less inclined to have something beside of you where you could like do a little bit of crafting and then reach into the bag you're just if you're doing something with your hands that you want to keep your project clean that's another thing that just naturally deters you from snacking while you're doing this so finding something that that you enjoy, no matter what it is, whether it's craft related, whether it's gaming related, whether it's exercise related, whatever you can find that you can create a hobby out of that gives you something that you get really invested, really involved in, that gives you the feelings of positivity that you might be lacking in other areas of your life and that keeps you focused and away from the mindless snacking. It's a powerful thing.
0: Yes, it is. Sometimes we find... 10 times. We are just snacking because we are bored. But I hope that, like I said, if you didn't listen to episode one, well, not episode one, but the first part of the series that was the week before this, please, please, please go there. We covered some really good topics on the beginning of this series. And then I just feel like today, it all kind of tied together that we're not saying snacking is bad. We're not saying snacking is evil. We're not saying snacking is no way for you to stay on your health and wellness journey. It's just figuring out what you're snacking on. And if it's not fitting your goals or your expectations, how you can redo things and realign things to make it be very, you know, a part of the success of your health and wellness journey. Lisa, this was a great episode. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I always say this all the time, but I look forward to this every single week, sitting down with you to do a podcast recording. And I'm so excited for next week's. Um, episode as well. And do you have anything else you want to say to our members before you head off?
1: I just, I will tag on to what you said. And, you know, in the very beginning, we talked about getting rid of the wagon. So pick the snack wagon, which is the failure wagon. And like you said, find what techniques helps you to become successful so that we can all get aboard the success express instead of that wayward wagon. But that is, that's the key. It's find what works for you. Not no one thing is going to work for everybody. So find what works for you. Reach out to those people in your community and your groups that can be support for you. And if you find a brilliant product at one of the stores that you have, please share it. You'd be surprised how many people are, are looking, but don't ask. So if you find a great snack or something that you use or something that's low in bites, by all means, share it with us in any of our groups.
0: We'd love to know. All right, guys, you have a good rest of your week. We'll see you again next week for Coffee Chat.